Hopefully my microphone does not crap out on me today. All right, let's do this. Hey everyone, Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry if uh, this seems a little rushed today. I think I might be rushed out of where I do the podcast, but I'll try to make it as uh, good as possible. might be the regular length. I don't know yet. All right, so if uh, you're listening to the Frankie D Show right now, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever the hell you're listening, make sure that you keep listening to the show on any of those platforms. And if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. Sound good? Cool. Um, I need to start putting this on more platforms. I've said that for a while. Now that these are like all pre-recorded, I haven't been doing them on YouTube. My schedule changed. Now I've just kind of been fitting this in wherever I could fit it in. I need to put this on you. I'm not, not on YouTube. I need to put this on uh, more podcast platforms. So if anyone has any ideas, if anyone's just like heard this on one platform, they're like, you know, I'm actually starting to listen to podcasts more on another platform. Like some people were listening more on Apple podcasts. Now they're starting to go over to Spotify because I don't know, I guess because Rogan went over there and they listened to their music over there anyway. So now they're going to Spotify. You know, just tell me where you want me to put it on. Uh, I mean, I'm already on Spotify, but I'm going to start looking into what other platforms are. I am on a lot of them, though, right now. You know, I'm on iHeart. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. I'm on all the big ones, but I do know there's more out there. There's some that I'm on that I don't even know I'm on. Sometimes I'll get, like, uh, you know, I'll check my statistics, see where what apps people are listening on. And there's some that come up and I'm like, yeah, I definitely never submitted the RSS feed to there. So for those of you people that have found me on those other platforms, I uh, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Keep listening. You you know, go to one of the social media platforms or, you know, Instagram or something, find a picture, comment, be like, yo, I'm listening on this platform. So, you know, if it's one of the uh, not so ordinary platforms, then I could go over there and uh, take claim to the show. Okay. Well, now that my uh, beginning spiel is over. Actually, th- there's a little bit more to my beginning spiel. I've been t- I obviously, I did a show on AMP the other week. I sort of liked it, actually. I liked being live, just like YouTube. I was live. But th- there is a little bit more of a, uh, a radio feel to AMP. I could actually play music on there, which is pretty fun. You know, so in between topics, play a song and shit. And, you know, and then just the fact that you're live, you have a little bit more energy. I don't know. I I liked it. But, you know, there are things about AMP I'm not liking. I don't like how it feels like a social media platform. Now they even put a chat in there. And, you know, the funniest thing with that is you had a bunch of people. I You know, I keep an eye on all radio platforms, podcast platforms. You know, it's just the industry I'm interested in. So I, I keep an eye on all them. So I, I check out AMP regularly, definitely w- weekly, mul- multiple times a week. So I check it out. And sorry for you people that listen to me in other countries that cannot get AMP. 
you know, they're st- uh, apparently they're still in beta right now. I personally don't know how they're the hell they're still in beta. How the hell like they don't have an Android app? How they're not in other countries? It, like they have so much money, Amazon, that they should have no problem making this in other countries, making an Android app. But yeah, that's not my problem. That's their problem. <laughs> you know, uh, they're the, they're the ones that are potentially losing money. There might be people that are just like sick and tired of it, and they're like, nope, fuck that. I, I'm, what I'm curious about is if they want. Uh, like some grand like opening, not opening, but you know, like some grand opening kind of thing when they're like out of beta and they're on Android and they're in another country. Like they've done like little changes throughout the time that they've uh, been set up, but nothing like big. So I wonder if like once they're in other countries and on Android apps, like they just think they're going to get flooded with people because they got Nicki Minaj there. They got Travis Barker there. I don't even know if Travis Barker's still doing a show on there, really. Uh, but, you know, they got a, you know, Zach Sang, which I don't even think that's a, you know, I've said many times it's not even a good get, but whatever. They got him. Uh, but anyway, I, I see they put a chat on there now. And I'm like, well, once they put a chat on there, it is full social media. People think that is a good way to, like, make you know, make it a good show and you know, and make it more intimate. I knew from the beginning it wouldn't be a good thing, and it, it's been there like only a week or two, and it's already proving to probably be a bad thing. I mean, when you listen to a podcast, you're listening to me right now. You're listening to a show, right? I'm at, I'm at least trying to make it a show. You know, I'm performing. You're listening. You know, and and it is, you know, since especially right now it's audio only, it's a very, like, I would think it's a very intimate relationship that, you know, podcasters have with their audience. And then, you know, radio hosts, I think even more because they're actually live and they're taking call-ins and stuff. You know, once you put the uh, chat in there, become social media. And I've been on, uh, you know, audio only platforms with a chat. And it just becomes Troll City. They could be fun, but it does become Troll City. So they put a chat on AMP now. And I, and a lot of people were saying, this is stupid without a chat, this and that. Well, now they put a chat on there, and these people, the, a lot of the same people that were saying, we need a chat on here, are literally leaving now. And the ones that aren't leaving are just complaining because, you know, they're getting trolled. It's like, you kind of got to pick, do you want a social platform? If you want a social platform then sure, have a chat. If you want a radio platform, can't really have a chat. Collins are fine. The radio has always had Collins. You can choose and pick when you take the Collins. Uh, I think Amp even puts the Collins on, uh, on like hold. So, you know, you could do your thing when you're ready to take the Collins, take them. But once you have the chat there, that, that changes it to a social media platform. Now, you could disable the chat, but I, I do think there is... Uh, People that get pissed when you take the chat away. It's like, now it's an option. Why won't you let us chat with you? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if I'll really be using it in the future, especially since my schedule's changed. I do like doing a live show. Uh, I've talked about doing Live 365 before. If I do that, I will let you guys know through, uh, you know, I'll still be putting like the shows on my podcast feed. So you guys will know. And if you'd want to listen live, 
you'd have to get the Live 365 app. It's cool. You make an internet radio station. It really is just like actual radio, except just through an app instead of in your car. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, very long way of getting to why I even brought up AMP. Uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the singer Halsey. Uh, the only song I know her in is uh, the one with the chain smokers, right? What the hell is that song called? Let me see. I'm looking this up right now. Halsey and Chain Smokers. Uh, closer. So, yeah, that's the only song I know by her. Or her Chain Smokers. I don't know anything else by either of them. Not my kind of music. I actually don't don't even mind that song. I, maybe just because it played a fuck ton of times when I was in college. So, it just kind of got ingrained in my head. But in, in general, I don't like those... Uh, those kind, you know, that, you know, new pop genre, you know. Not that pop's a new genre, I'm just saying the new people in pop. <laughs> I do not like. Anyway, I see now Amazon has signed her to AMP to do a live show. And I'm like, why are they, like, I, like they have enough famous people on there now where I actually think they should try signing normal people. They should send emails out to say we are like willing to give you a salary apply here tell us your experience we will talk to you like you will have to do this out five days a week but if you're doing it five days a week then you know you could put all your efforts towards it for like someone like me i can't i would love to put all my efforts towards a radio show can't do that just not enough time because i gotta work my actual jobs so not enough time if they would do that, I think they would see something a lot better than the stupid celebrities that they keep signing that can't do a radio show. I mean, why the hell are they signing Halsey? If she was one of the first people, okay, I get it. Makes sense. They're trying to bring eyes to the platform. It, it's been around a while now. You know, they, they have Nicki Minaj on there. They And it's funny because they actually, the one radio person they did sign, as I've said before, is Zach Sang. But he sucks, and he brought almost, like, no one over. Like, Nicki Minaj actually brought people over, but they're only listening to her. So what they got to do, you know, they're, they've signed famous people, and now they just got to sign normal people. But, like, because these famous people, they only do a show, like, one day a week. But, you know, and Zach's saying he does his five days a week. He's an actual, you know, whether I like him or not, he is a radio guy, you know? I don't think he makes good content, but he is a radio guy. So he does do his five days a week, but I don't really take him as a famous person or anything. You know, he's sort of famous, but not really. Just because he's friends with Ariana Grande and, like, interviews her and stuff, doesn't really mean he's super famous. I would say the average person does anywhere does not know who he is. He has his little niche audience. Like, you know, he's nowhere near the Howard Stern level of radio. But all these other famous people only do a show on there, like, one day a week. So now they need someone to have a set schedule. Not, you know, because there are other people that are on there like five days a week, but they, they have no set schedule. They need some, they need people to do actual shows five days a week, set schedule, make that their thing and try to get actual radio people, people that are actually interested in radio in doing actual shows. Because even the other people that are on there five days a week, they're doing shitty shows. They're not really doing shows. Some of them are just, again, like social media. And the, that I don't think will ever hold an actual audience. 
Why, why do you think Clubhouse hasn't worked out? I know I've talked about this before. It's just literally I wasn't even planning on talking about AMP today. Right before, literally like minutes before, I hopped on to do the podcast. I see that Hall C gets signed to AMP. So now it's just in my head. And I'm like, I, I, it just pisses me off so much that, you know, I know Terrestrial Radio is doing it. Uh, you know, they were signing famous people. I just, one example, which is just a random example, uh, was Whoopi Goldberg. I, I just remember Opie and Anthony just like bashing her when she was on Terrestrial Radio. Sirius XM has tried signing many famous people, many famous people to get eyes and ears over there, get subscribers. Never works out. So now I just see, you know, this platform doing it. And in a way, this platform will work better, just kind of like, you know, a podcast because, you know, you have that one day a week. People might go over And now, you know, because it's more social media-ish, it could work for them. But in terms of keeping long-term audiences, I don't see it. I, I think they should at least try, at least try, get a couple people to do actual radio shows in there. You know, like sign some new, be, be that company now that starts the megastar, you know, kind of like Barstool. They started Call Her Daddy. They blew up. They, you know, Barstool will always be associated with starting those girls, especially, you know, Alex Cooper. Make 60, no, not 60 million a year. I think 20 million a year. I think it was a $60 million contract. Makes $20 million a year. Big name now, all over the internet now. You know, works for Spotify. But Barstool is the one that started her. Amazon, what the hell are you doing? How about you, like, if you actually start someone like that, I think that'll be bigger, have a, you know, keep a, get a bigger audience than any of these famous people you're signing. You would actually get people with heart for radio that actually want to make a show that, you know, because right now, like I said, you can't really get one of those people if they're working other jobs because they just don't have the time. You give them a salary, just enough to live on, then they could do it five days a week and put all their efforts towards it. And you put them under contract, I guess, if they don't hold up, then when their contract runs out, be like, yeah, you haven't really uh, gotten an audience for us. I don't know. That's the way I see it. Like I said, minutes before I came on, I see that Halsey gets signed to AMP, and I'm like, oh, great, another celebrity that's going to do a shitty radio show. But, again, it's like a social media app. I don't even consider it, like, real, real radio. But it doesn't mean, you know, if I, you know, if I could get, <laughs> if I could get signed, I would do it. Because you could still make it your own show. But for a lot of these people... They don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they're just using it as social media. Okay, well, there's my rant with that. If anyone has uh, any, uh, you know, thoughts on that, you should tweet out or something and say, Amp, sign Frankie D. (laughs) Nah, it's not even exactly... uh, not even exactly like a top thing I'd want to do, like in terms of working in radio. Like I've always wanted to be a radio host. Like I keep saying, it's like kind of on that verge of radio. It's like sort of it, sort of not. 
But if they'd be willing to pay me, hell yeah, me, you know, I'd put all my efforts towards it. It's like, which I don't think any of these people are really doing on there, any of the people they signed. But okay, rant is really over now. Let's go on to some topics. Uh, first thing I'm going to talk about is Meghan Markle. Now, I don't like, I don't know, I don't talk about her too much. I like, you know, I've talked about her a few times. I just don't really care about her. I, I really don't. Like, I, I don't care what goes on with her and Prince Harry. Right? That's his name. I don't even know his name. I was about to say Henry. I was like, no, I think it's Harry. But, you know, I, I, I think I talked about her the other, a few weeks ago, right? Because Spotify signed her to uh, a, a podcast deal. See, another stupid famous person that's getting signed to host a show. And, and I think hers is only audio. I don't, I don't know if she has video. So someone will have to fact check me on that. I don't think she has video. So now she's essentially doing like a radio show. Like, you know, pre-recorded radio show. Again, not exactly real radio because radio is supposed to be live. But whatever, essentially a radio show. So they signed her to do, you know, like this this radio show. And the first week or weeks or whatever, I don't know. I think she had like the top or the second most listened to show on there, I think, but it got terrible reviews. So people were curious. They wanted to see what she was about, but it got terrible reviews. I don't know. And I don't know for a fact it was the first or second most listened to show those weeks. I think that's what I remember, but I do remember that they definitely got bad reviews. People were like, nope, this sucks. And you know, again, it's not anything I'm surprised about. Cause again, they're sending people that don't have personality. Like, you know, you, you like these celebrities for certain reasons, but the personality is not the thing that you necessarily like these celebrities for, right? Like, you know, Howard Stern, I, I'm bringing him up because he's a radio guy. You like him from his personality, right? You can't see him. I mean, I know they did have like a TV show for him and everything, but when you were listening in your car, you couldn't see what he was doing. I, know, I mean, another name for a radio host is a radio personality, an on-air personality. You couldn't, you know, so it was his personality that drew you in. It was the way he entertained that drew you in. So, uh, you know, they signed Meghan Markle. She's doing a terror. She's doing a bad job. Not that I'm surprised about because personally, I don't even know what she said. She's supposed to be an actress, right? I know she was on Deal or No Deal, which we're actually going to be talking about. That's where this topic is going. Uh, But she's supposed to be an actress, right? And I guess she's someone that really didn't actually make it in the acting industry. And really, uh, the Prince Harry thing is really just what got her popular. So, she, uh, you know, you're supposed to like these famous people for what they're known for, right? If you're an actor, you like them for, for their acting. Not supposed to really know who they are, like who they are. I mean, you can, you know, they go on, they be get their blah, their guests on shows and you might think, all right, they seem cool as a guest and stuff. But you're supposed to like them for their acting, just like a singer. You, you know, you're supposed to like them for their singing. They might be an a-hole in real life, but that's not why you're supposed to like them. You're supposed to like them for their singing. That's where their talent is. Once you switch them over to another world... It's like, like what, are we just supposed to like this content just because we like your acting or your singing, you know? It's kind of like, uh, again, back to Howard. 
when Howard Stern went to Sirius XM and left Terrestrial Radio, left FM Radio, they hired David Lee Roth, the lead singer of Van Halen, to take his place. Not just take his place in any of the radio stations he was syndicated in, to take his place at the radio station he made his name for, K-Rock in New York City. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but this guy's a singer, and he's supposed to be taking the place of Howard Stern, a radio personality. Like, sure, David Lee Roth might seem like he has personality on stage and stuff, but he, he really puts on a, a huge act. Like, Howard Stern definitely, to an extent, puts on an act. It's entertainment, too. But, you know, he blurs the lines. You got to. In radio. That, that's what people like. So. Anyway. I'm uh, getting to the main point now. Uh, I probably just repeated a bunch of stuff that I, I said the other week. So I'm sorry about the people. Same with the am stuff. I'm sorry about that. But I probably repeated a bunch of stuff with the Megan Markle when she first got the podcast. And it got bad reviews. But anyway. So she does a podcast the other day or week or something with Paris Hilton from what I uh, remember seeing. And apparently she made comments in there how she didn't like being treated like a bimbo on the TV show Deal or No Deal. Uh, You know, apparently, like, you know, I don't know if she... I I haven't read into this too much. We're going to read a little bit into it. I got an article, but... um, I don't know if she really was treated like it. There's thoughts now that she's not, that she wasn't actually, because the article I got is people speaking out against her now. And, I mean, maybe she was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, but if she was, you know, if she wasn't, uh, you know, it's like, what, was this just supposed to be like a victim thing then? Like you're trying to make yourself a victim? Or what was she? I, I don't know. But either way, I don't really care. Like, I don't see why people care so much. Like, let's be for real. This woman, if it wasn't for this Prince Harry guy, would be a nobody. Right? Do we think she would have blown up anywhere else? Do we think she would have been in a big movie? Do we think she could have done a podcast on her own and made it big? Like, this this woman would be a nobody if it wasn't for Prince Harry. So why the hell are we... Do, do we care... If she said she didn't feel like, if she didn't uh, like being treated like a bimbo on deal or no deal, ignore her. It's pretty irrelevant. Like, who gives a shit? All right, let's see what this article says. If it wasn't for deal or no deal, she wouldn't have met Prince Harry. TV co-stars hit back as Meghan Markle complains briefcase girl role made her feel like a bimbo. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know if she is saying that because I feel like that's a popular, not like obviously not a popular thing to say you're a deal or no deal, but that could be a popular thing for, you know, some woman that want attention to say like, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't like feeling like a bimbo. And then people, you know, then they expect the response from the audience to be, wow, you should, you shouldn't have been felt that way. You know, fuck deal or no deal. Though, you know, the people that run that, that network, they're assholes. Like, Jesus, you should not have been put through that. But then there's other people, you know, apparently her co-stars that are hitting back at her, that are probably like, well, we didn't feel like a bimbo. Are you saying we were bimbos? What a fucking bitch. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know, you, you do anything to kind of get on TV. And it's like, if 
unless they were, you know, really disrespecting you, it's kind of like, well, you chose that role. If it really bothered you that much, you should have never done it or you should have quit, right? And these people are probably like, no, like, we weren't treated like bimbos. Like, what the hell is she talking about? Um, Unless she's just thinking everyone that worked, you know, on the show is just a bimbo. So, let's see. Uh, the epi- okay, sorry. The epitome of the struggling actress. <laughs> see, it even said the struggling actress. Uh, Megan was so strapped for cash as she drove around Los Angeles from one failed audition to another that she couldn't even afford to get her Ford Explorer repaired when the door locks broke. See, and that's where you would think. She's a struggling actress. Like I said, she, she was irrelevant before this Prince Harry guy married her, right? So, that's where I'm saying, be happy with the role you got. You, you, right? Unless they're, like, you know, really harassing you, really, they're like, if these other women are saying, no, like, they weren't harassing us, like, then just be happy with the role you got. Again, I didn't actually hear what she said, honestly. Like, I don't know if she was trying to make herself some, like, a victim. Like, maybe she wasn't. Maybe she just really didn't like the role. It's like, yeah, I mean, I never ate, literally, it was only for money. It's like, I would have never done the role either way. I, like, for, so, you know, she had just her head. I, yeah, I kind of felt like a, a bimbo, but maybe that was only in her head, uh, and, you know, now the media has just made a whole story about it. I didn't hear the podcast, so I can't say if she was trying to make herself sound like a victim or not. I, I can't say either way. I mean, clearly that's what these articles are saying. And now we've got some uh, co-stars, you know, trying to slam her back. Now, again, with that, the co-stars might just be trying to get attention. They're like, all right, this is... Now we can make a name from ourselves off this. I don't know. There's so many directions this could go in. Let's see what else it says. For months, she had to get into it by clamoring through uh, from the boot. And she made sure she parked the clapped out. I don't know how to say this word. I hate when I can't say words. Uh, Jalopy, jalopy. Well away from whichever studio she was visiting. She was making ends meet, addressing envelopes with a calligrapher's pen one day and in 2006 when she finally got a break her agent rang to say he got an audition for her as an assistant on one of America's most popular game shows and the woman on the show are fucking hot she should be like happy she was one of the hot chicks on there it's like wow she will always be known as one of the hot chicks on deal or no deal I didn't even realize the show had this caliber of hotness on it. And then you have Howie Mandel. Like, oh my, like, why was he there? I feel like, like, he must have been in freaking heaven there. Let's see. After parading in the prescribed body-conscious outfit, reportedly a swimsuit, Megan then in her mid-20s was hired on the spot. I mean, it should be flattering, right? They thought you were hot. They hired you. It transformed her life overnight. Suddenly, she was earning up to $28,000 a week. Bruh, you're going to complain about $28,000 a week? I felt like a bimbo making $28,000 a week. My God, smart people at least make $30,000 a week. 
uh, like many others who would have been briefcase girls on Deal or No Deal, uh, had got on the rungs of the ladder to stardom. You might have thought the Duchess of Sussex would have fond memories of her time on the long-running NBC show, but this week we learned that nothing could be further from the truth. She really had that bad of a time. Let's see, as she revealed in that latest episode of her podcast series, Archetypes, the woman uh, once known as Briefcase Number 24 considered the show to be an exploitative bear pit of sexism and female objectification when she worked on season two in 2006 until the humiliation of being treated like a bimbo simply became too much and she had to quit. Although she omitted to mention uh, before she'd appear in 34 episodes. Well, what exactly? Like, I see, I, can't, I don't want to read through this whole article. It's too long, but there were no, like, examples of how she was being treated like a bimbo. I mean, you know, is it just, uh, you know, is it just because she was in outfits? She didn't like it. Again, you know, it's like you took the job to make money. They weren't making you get naked or anything. You know, and then if you didn't like it, all right, you move on after. It's like, all right, I did my time here. She provided an all-too-familiar account of life in the pre-MeToo era, a time when scores of women were routinely subjected to sexism, misogyny, exploitation, and in many cases, horrific sexual abuse and harassment at the hands of co-stars and directors. I mean, I'm all in to be on her side. If she was, you know, harassed and uh, abused and stuff like that, I'm just not seeing any examples here. The, the, the you know... Maybe it's later in the article. I don't know. The The most I could see is her, uh, you know, wearing outfits she doesn't like. I don't know. What What would she, uh, what did she want this role to be exactly? Like, I don't know. What did she want it to be? What was she expecting? Because, again, if she was harassed, abused, on her side. If she just didn't like the outfits, I don't know. I guess quit then. Don't do it. Another female would probably love those outfits and love to make the $28,000 a week you were making. Heck, send me the fucking dress. I'll go and make $28,000 a week. Uh, Megan clearly resented how the girls in the show had to prepare themselves for each episode. Having your lashes put on your extension... Wait. Having your lashes put on or your extensions put in or the padding in your bra... We were even given spray tan vouchers each week. There was, she added, a very cookie-cutter idea of precisely what we should look like. It was solely about beauty and not necessarily about brains. I never watched Deal or No Deal. What was the girls' roles? I, I mean, I just thought they opened briefcases or something. What was? Did she think the role was supposed to be about brains? Like, I don't know. And, I mean, any TV show, they do want good-looking women. So, you know, of course it's going to be about beauty. In terms of brains, I don't... Again, I didn't watch the TV show, but what did you think was going to be brainy about it? Were you, you know... And not necessarily about brains. I didn't think any of it would be about brains. Uh, Sighing with frustration, she said she would never forget how moments before going on stage... A woman manager 
who can never pronounce her name properly, would shout, Markel, suck it in. I mean, that kind of sucks. It does. Uh, but, wh- you know, why, uh, why just say a woman manager? Just call her out, right? I mean, if you're going to go on this little rant here, just call her the fuck out. Be like, yeah, that stupid bitch, blah. She's telling me to suck it in. I mean, you know, making $20,000, so it wasn't terrible, but I could have done without someone telling me to suck it in. Uh, while being grateful for the money, she left the show. And which contestants guess which of 26 briefcases contained cash prizes rising to a million dollars because it made her feel not smart adding. I would end up leaving with this pit in my stomach knowing I was so much more than what was being objectified on this stage. I didn't like feeling forced to be all looks and little substance. All right. Well, you want to be an actress, right, Megan? You, you want to be an actress. Now you're making money, right? So, I don't know how much time the show took up. Why not keep doing auditions, right? Now you got money coming in. It's not like you're, you're broke. Do some auditions. Get a role. When you get a role, quit. Or like you did, just quit, right? You got the money now. I don't know. I mean, in the beginning there, I was like, eh, maybe the media is really kind of uh, taking her words out of context. Maybe, maybe they're making this sound worse than it is. But it really is sounding like she's <laughs> complaining just about the show that made her what it is. And it sounds like it, it really is all her. It doesn't... Well, I mean, you know, it's like that woman, she said sucking. And yeah, that that's terrible. She shouldn't have been doing that. But from what it sounds like, she's blaming it on the show, however. She literally said, I would end up leaving with this pin in my stomach knowing I was so much more than when I was being objectified on the stage. I didn't like feeling forced to be all looks and little substance. So it it sounds like she wanted to be known as like this smart chick instead of this hot chick, which, I mean, fair enough, but I, I don't know like what she expected from this row, it's like, it sounds like that's all you then, doesn't, you know, that's not the show's fault, you know, they gotta pick what they think will make the show successful, Yeah, you know, don't, you know, don't try to change the show, do what you gotta do, and I guess like you did, quit, uh, and that's how she said, and that's how it felt, it felt for me at the time, being reduced to this specific archetype, this week, actress and chat show host, Whoopi Goldberg, oh, I hate her, Said Megan's remarks were naive. That's TV, baby. I guess me and Whoopi agree on something. But what did you think you were going? But what did you think you were going to? You know, that's what the show was. She said, "When you're a performer, you take the gig." And honestly, I mean, I, I hate Whoopi Goldberg. I think she's a bitch. I've seen you know many clips of her on The View. I agree with her there. She's she is right about that. She, you know, it sounds she. It sounds like she knew what she was getting into. If you don't want to do it, you know, don't do it. Then just, you know, don't take the role, whatever. But there's a lot of women that would probably have loved to take the role, loved to wear those outfits, loved to make the money, and would have had fond memories dressing like that and being like a bimbo, or in her terms, a bimbo. I don't necessarily think they're bimbos just because. Uh, just because of that role on the show. I think she was uh, being a little too uh, self-conscious about that. 
think she thought other people were judging her and stuff. And honestly, maybe she just felt like a failure because she was trying to be an actress. And she never really made it to the uh, fame and acting that she wanted to get to. And now she's like, I'm settling for this role. Yeah, is it really settling for a role that's giving you $28,000 a week? Like, what the hell? What she was making a week, I know some people that don't even make that a year. Oh my God, that's a freak ton of money. And a freak ton of money for how much work did she really do? Let's see, a woman who appeared on the show at the same time as Megan Meanwhile tell a rather different story from the Duchess. They say the atmosphere was fun rather than oppressive or sleazy. And now it's all kind how many, like, now is anyone going to side with Megan? Because I have been seeing these articles now of people disagreeing with her. What I want to know is, is, is anyone going to side with her? Let's see. Uh... One of the briefcase girls who worked with Megan was Lisa Gleave, a successful Australian model, TV presenter, and actress now living in L.A. Like Megan, she had to master the art of walking downstairs in a skimpy dress and five-inch heels, holding a briefcase, and remember the cardinal rule. Look delighted for the contestant if things go well for them and sad if not. I'm telling you, if roles like were reversed, they got a chick to be the host of the show and a bunch of, like, dudes to be, uh, like, the good-looking briefcase dudes or whatever. First of all, they would never take me then. So that would just suck for me. But if they would, I'd be like, sure, put me in the suit, the clean-cut suit, put whatever you want to put me in, do. And if they were like, yeah, we're just going to have you, like, in a thong or something, I'd be like, all right, I just won't take the role then. But, you know, if they were, if the roles were reversed, I wouldn't think, uh, you know, I wouldn't, Think about it. I'd be like, all right, you just want me in a clean cut suit and whatever? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not a clean cut person. But if you're going to pay me $20,000 a week, I'm dressing up for you. Let's see. Uh, Gleave told the mail of her stint on Deal or No Deal that she felt blessed and lucky to be, to have been on it. Adding, for me, it was a joy and a great career move. Most of the girls would say that. I never looked at it as a show that objectified women. The cast and crew treated us very well. It was a professional set. For many of us, it was a stepping stone on our careers, and we went on to greater things. Yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like. Even, uh, you know, Megan, I don't think she really went on to much greater things, but it sounds like from uh, the title of this article, it's what made her, uh, it's what made her be able to get introduced to Prince Harry, who she ended up marrying, which made her this, you know, super freaking famous woman. Before that, she wasn't, fam- like, famous at all. Let's see. Well, Lisa acknowledged the show revolved around beautiful women. They were all smart and intelligent women, and nobody treated us like bimbos. All right. I don't need to go through this whole article. There's there's too much more left. Uh, I'm just going to go to the comments real quick and see what some people had to say. This says, stupid article. Megan has a right to state how she felt. You other girls loved it. Good for you. Don't blame Megan. She had every right to stare stare who she felt about it. She had every right to stare who she felt about it. Oh, okay. Don't don't really know what that's supposed to mean there. But, uh, no, I mean, and she does. I mean, if she just didn't like the role, that's fine. But, I mean, 
these other people, I guess, are saying that she's lying about it. It's like, no, we weren't being treated badly. It's like, she is lying about that part. Like, if she felt like a bimbo, she didn't like it, that's that's completely different. Like, you know, then she should go quit. But they're saying, like, they were treated, you know, bad and it was a sleazy environment and stuff. And this, like, the woman who was saying that, she's saying that's just not true. This person, next person said, why are people obsessed with everything this woman says and does? And this person commented on that person saying, why, seriously, it's getting annoying as fuck. Yeah, and you know what's funny? <laughs> I've done a whole bit here on her. And I, I literally started this off saying, why do we uh, care? Now, I'm talking about it just because I see other people talking about it. <laughs> but in uh, general, I wish I didn't see any articles about her come up because I really don't care. Let's see. This says, divorce her Harry ASAP. This says, what? Does Howie Mandel have to say? I, w- I am curious what he would have to say about this. Uh, let's see. She was a mere sign holder on TV. Get over it. This woman doesn't know what bandwagon to get on. This next person said, I'll bet every morning she wakes up, she pinches herself. Uh, this person said, she felt like a bimbo. She is entitled to her feelings. Guess others need some attention. This person said, stop silly on news. It says, suits wasn't near as possible as this dream money show. And this person said, grueling work, uh, in quotes, earning $28,000 a week. Wow, many people do grueling work all year long, just earn $28,000 in an entire year. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, man. I actually spent way more time even on that topic than I thought I was going to. I was kind of getting into that article. I'm not going to have to go through this whole article later and read it. However, I probably won't because I'll probably forget about it in 20 minutes because there is nothing about this woman that interests me. In my opinion, she's just a failed actress that married a prince and that's just made her famous. She didn't marry that guy. She would just be a failed actress probably working at like Walmart or something right now. Wishing she never quit. Uh... Deal or no deal. Okay, I'm going to move on to my next subject. I need to start putting uh, a little, like, transition music in here or something. Give me a minute to get a drink or something. Man, I'm just talking all the way through. All right, but I am going to go on to the the, uh, next topic, which is about Ethan Klein. Now, he's got, Ethan Klein has a podcast called The H3H3 podcast. It's on YouTube where I believe they live stream it. I think that's where they make uh, like just a butt ton of their money. And I think they even have like a Patreon. This, these, this guy makes a lot of money. Uh, but he, he sucks too. And I mean, he's someone that was independent. And so he's, he, it's not like he was even a celebrity that sucks. He's just, so I don't understand this guy's success. I really don't. He, uh, I don't know. I find him having an annoying voice. I don't find him entertaining. I don't find anything he says interesting. But, for I mean, I've never, and I could never make it through a whole show of his, but from what I've seen, it's like I don't need to see anymore. He pretty much, I think, just tries to, I think, trash other celebrities or internet personalities. I, I don't really get what he's about, to be honest with you. But anyway... He got uh, suspended on YouTube. No good for him because that's where he makes a lot of money from. I 
remember hearing months ago that he lost like all his sponsors for saying something controversial. But whatever. He uh he gets suspended on YouTube now. And he got suspended because he made a comment about like if there was another Holocaust that he wished Ben Shapiro or he said Ben then make Ben Shapiro be gassed first, something like that. Ben Shapiro, he is a Jewish uh, radio host, podcaster, political guy. He's a you know conservative. He's a Republican, whatever. So he makes like that fucked up comment, saying, "If there is another Holocaust, Ben Shapiro should be gassed first, or something like that." And personally, it is a fucked up comment. I don't actually think he should be uh, banned on YouTube for it. It's not like he was threatening Ben, saying, I'm going to gas you. I'm going to kill you. I mean, I guess, I guess that is his opinion. It's a, it's a fucked up opinion. But it is, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess he can say, right? I even actually saw Ben Shapiro's take on this, and Ben Shapiro actually even said that he doesn't think this Ethan, Ethan Klein should be uh, suspended from YouTube. Now, something that Ben Shapiro said, where, you know, that is uh, kind of in my head now, and I thought this guy was about this, so I don't really care that he's suspended. It's not that I'm like, yes, get him suspended, but I'm also not like, hey, this guy should be unsuspended. I just don't care. Is because, uh, I'll, I'll read the tweet Ben Shapiro wrote. Ben Shapiro wrote, I don't believe that Ethan Klein should be suspended from YouTube for his awful garbage. And let me tell you, if you guys look his podcast up, it sucks. But, uh, in the next sentence, but I'll shed no tears for a person who has routinely engaged in cancellations of others. World's smallest violin. Yeah, so that's where I'm like, well, I don't care, because I think I have heard that in the past, like when other people are uh, getting canceled and stuff. This guy is one of the people that's like, yeah, Screw him, cancel him, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you know, if he's making a comment that someone uh, should be, you know, killed along with trying to cancel other people, then I don't give a fuck. The guy could stay, stay suspended for all I care. You know? I, I you know, I have no uh, sympathy. And he tried to make a joke back at that Ethan Klein at Ben Shapiro's tweet saying, finally, a violin small enough for Ben to play. See, like, I think he actually thinks that's funny. And it's just not. Like, if it were funny, I would actually laugh at that. First of all, I think Ben Shapiro's actually kind of tall. And I think Ethan Klein is actually small. Let's see if I can find some heights here. I never took Ethan Klein as a tall person. Ethan Klein. Let's see if we can find a height. Height. Oh, wow, okay. I'm very off with him. Ethan Klein has a height. Uh, his height is 5'11". I can't believe that. What? Wow. This person says around 5'9 or 5'10. 5'10 maybe or 5'11. Wow, I did not. I, I think Ben Shapiro is probably like 5'8", but let's see. Ben Shapiro height. Um, this one says five seven. He mentioned he is five foot nine numerous times. All right, so he's probably between five seven five nine. So, you know, 
just wasn't a funny joke. If it were funny, I got no problem at laughing at it, even if you did make up a screwed up comment. But it's kind of annoying when people that aren't funny just try to make jokes to try to be funny. It's like, no, no one's laughing. Uh, let's see. This He also said, Ethan Klein on his Twitter, you can be offended by my joke and not be a white supremacist. Obviously, what? <laughs> Only white supremacists are supposed to be, uh, are, are uh, supposed to be offended by his joke? I think there's probably a lot of people. I mean, I'm thinking a lot of Jewish people are probably uh, offended by it. I'm talking about a few usual suspects that pick up these stories outrage and activate their fans to mass report with the goal of punitive action. They and their fans don't care at all what was said. Okay. Well, I don't really have a big uh, thing on that. Big, you know, big bit on that. I just thought it was uh, worth mentioning just because he is a pretty big podcaster. YouTube. I think he's bigger on YouTube. I think he's, I don't know how much that H3 podcast gets the audio version. I feel like I used to see it in the top 200. I feel like I don't anymore on app, in terms of Apple. I don't check Spotify's. I think they do have one now, though, Spotify. Or at least a top podcast list. Uh, in terms of uh, YouTube, though, H3, I know, does get a lot. Don't understand it, but whatever. I think the dude's an idiot, though. I mean, I, I just, I've never found anything he says funny. I think he just sounds stupid. Really, I don't think he's funny or entertaining. So what's the point of listening to him or watching him? There, you know, I, he's had guests on that I know of. I'll try to watch. It's like, no, you're not good at interviewing either. Can someone please tell me what is what makes this guy so successful? Because I just don't get it. I really don't. Okay, well that's it with that. I'm going to just. I just want to see, just because I saw this. I didn't even watch again. I saw this uh, video, though. The title of this video. Before I started doing the podcast, I was like, eh, maybe I'll talk about this since the fight is next week. Uh, Jake Paul, his fight is, I think, a week from today that I'm doing this podcast. So, next Saturday is the 29th. I believe that's when Jake Paul, uh, Jake Paul, Jake Paul is boxing Anderson Silva. And, uh, I haven't really been hearing too much about it since that one press conference. I feel like they usually have a, a couple press conferences, right? And I feel like I've only seen one. But anyway, I see, I see this. I'm like, man, I haven't heard much about this. I know I usually talk about this more when these Jake Paul fights are coming up. So I looked this up and I see this video saying, Anderson Silva, 47, says, no way he's retiring after Jake Paul fight. Now, is that because he wants more money or this is just making him like feeling young again? And he's like, oh, I need to do more. Fights and when he says he's not retiring, does that mean he's gonna go back in the octagon or he's gonna do more boxing matches? All right, let's see. Here's the video. He's on uh, TMZ. You've been doing this for so long, Anderson, at, at the literal highest of levels. Are you still enjoying it? You still have fun? You still like going through this whole process, getting ready for the fight, cutting weight if you have to cut weight? Do you still like I'm, it? No, absolutely. That's the that's the good part. The training got the weight and come to the gym every day you know the guy's beating me my god how do you not like this guy he seems like the nicest guy in the world he's literally saying how much he loves it as he's saying the guy's beating me it's like man this guy he just like he, he you know he loves everything he loves winning he also loves getting his ass beat and kick my ass every day what the hell? you know 
that's the funny part. You know, that's the funny part. I love it, you know, and I feel, I feel very happy because I train with the gold Olympic guys in Brazil, the Olympic, you know, gold medal. Yes. I train with uh, professional fighters. You know, today is the sparring day and um, the guys beating me a lot. And I say, oh, my oh, no. God, you know, and uh, that's <laughs> crazy. And, uh, and uh, the final, the training, the last training, I just put it and uh, I, I asked to the coach. And when I come to my corner, I say, let me put it in the ground just because it's the last round. And the guy say, oh, the coach say, okay, just, just put it in. And I punch and I put, put my partner in the ground and, the, and everybody looked at me, hey, what the hell? And, you know, it's just funny time, you know. Man. I think Brazilians might be the the nicest and best fighters. Like, I, I've never met people besides Brazilians that seem so ridiculously nice, but yet could fight to that level. Like, I know, like, there used to be, like, a, a lot of boxers that were Italian. Like, what's his name? Rocky Marciano? Is that it? I don't even remember. But, like, I, I think there were a lot of Italian boxers that were good at fighting, but I doubt they could have possibly seemed as nice as Brazilians. And, but it's so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy, you know. I do my best every day. I, I just, you know, I'm so lucky because, you know, I continue doing something special. Yeah. You know, it's Yay. not about prove nothing for anybody. Yeah. It's just challenge for myself. You know, training with young kids. I train with my, my kids. I train with the, the young generation, you know, and the, it's, it's crazy because if we could get the word across to Anderson, I would like to train with him because he would be like a nice trainer. I don't need someone like, you know, just screaming at me all the day. I, th I need someone, you know, like him, just nice, teaching me how to kick some ass, right? You know, like I mean, Mr. Miyagi did with Danielson. It's two big generations come now. You know, my generation and the Jake generation, my key generation come. Yeah. And both Together. And nobody in my age, the my generation, doing the same. You know, Anderson, obviously uh, people always talk about your age because we're just amazed that you're still able to do what you do at 47. People ask you, are, is this, could this be your last fight? Might you retire? You don't sound like somebody who wants to retire. No like way. still loving fighting. Yeah. Any, win, lose, or draw. Any chance this is your last fight? No, no, definitely not. You know, I talked to my... I, I still want to know what he means by that, though. Is he going to keep boxing? Do do UFC more? Like, what does this mean? Maybe we could see him in uh, some WWE or AEW stuff. My One of my coach, the Jiu-Jitsu coach, uh, to to fight Jiu-Jitsu, Gi, in Dubai. Wow. In uh, Abu Dhabi. You know, and... Um... Oh, so he's talking about just doing Jiu-Jitsu. Which... I, that's probably just better for the body, right? No, just blows to the head and stuff that could, you know, hurt your brain. So, uh, yeah, you know, maybe that's just the way he wants to go, even though there's probably not as much money in that, right? I talked to my coach, Hamon Lemus, and um, maybe that's the next challenge for me. And I don't know. I, I don't know when I go strong. I know one day I go strong, <laughs> but no, now, you know, I'm, I'm, well, I try to... to to challenge myself every day, you know, and especially right now, my kids start fighting yeah. and I help my kids, you know, and uh, uh, sometimes I need to do in the sparring with my kids. It's, it's, 
it's crazy because the kids uh -huh. are fast to me. I try to to beat on the kids and, and kids push me hard. Well, who's winning? <laughs> Can, do do the know, kids beat up dad or does dad still beat up the beat up the kids still? You know, the kids doing something easy to me. You know, the kids don't don't me a lot. But it's good. It's good. And I checked the odds right before I came on. You're the, you're the favorite right now. It's close. I feel like I keep hearing the odds keep changing. I really, I think this is pretty much like, this is like a tie, right? And like, no one knows it's going to happen. Like, is he really in the, the favorite in the odds? It's like, I keep hearing them keep going back and forth. I feel like this is a hard one to call. But you are the, fa you're the betting favorite. Does that mean anything to you? Or does that just have, doesn't really have well, anything no, to do with anything? I, I, I don't, I don't put in this in my mind. I just train hard every day, yeah. you know, and uh, push me hard every day, you know, because fight is fight. You, you, you know, I have the, the good and bad experience inside the combat sport. Yeah. I lose, I win, I broke my leg, you know, I Ouch. fight with my, my ribs broken, you know, nothing surprised me anymore, but I train hard for win. And uh, that's good for me because I don't put impression my in my back. I just go to enjoy and try to do something special for my fans and for the new generation and my generation too, you know. Well, my God, that guy seems like the nicest guy in the world. All right, well, that's about it with uh, that topic. Yeah, well, next Saturday is the, uh, the fight. Yeah, the, the boxing match between him and Anderson. Uh, <laughs> not him and Anderson, him and Jake Paul. Anderson Silva and Jake Paul. Uh, next week, that's a Halloween weekend. I wonder how uh, the ratings are going to be on that. Might have a lot of people that are out like partying and stuff. Curious how that's going to go down, but it should be fun. I'll probably do a Halloween, you know, try to do some sort of a Halloween themed show next week. You know what's funny? I, last year's Halloween sh theme show I did, I remember I talked about Elvira and stuff. I did that one live, like most of these episodes have been on YouTube. And that one, out of all of my, uh, all of my, you know, live ones on YouTube, got the most views. I don't know why, but it did. Probably won't do a live, though, next week. It'll probably just be one of these recorded ones, but, uh, yeah. I probably am going to go back, like I've said many times before, take off those maybe besides that Elvira, you know, the, the Elvira one, the uh, Halloween one from last year. Cause that one's got a few views. Uh, take them off of YouTube. Just bring all you guys over to the recorded platforms. But yeah, well, that'll be next week. Maybe, uh, depending now, I'll probably record this before the Jake Paul fight, but maybe if I record after, I'll be talking about the Jake Paul fight, too. If not, then the week after, I'll be uh, talking about it a little bit. Sound good? Cool. All right, so that is it with the Frankie D Show today. Hope you guys enjoyed. I will uh, be posting this episode on Tuesday, so make sure you guys keep an eye out for Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, whenever the hell you want to listen to it, or just whenever out throughout the week. So, wherever you're listening to podcasts right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell you're listening, keep listening to the Frankie D Show on there. If you could give me a five-star review or whatever on any of them, please do that. 
Uh, if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D show on Instagram and Twitter. And that is about it. All right. So I should, like I was saying, I should be doing one, uh, you know, next week in terms of these being live. I think that is done at least for a while, but keep listening to the episodes to see if there's ever uh, a platform I go live on again. If you guys are ever just like bored at home or in your car or whatever, and you're like, oh, I could listen to this live. Well, let's do it. But uh, yeah, for now, just pre-records. And I appreciate all of you that uh, have kept listening to all these episodes. All right. I'm out. Thanks again. Peace.